All right. So, <clears throat> back in episode four, I think it was. I'm familiar with that number. Um, I think that was the episode we were talking about per, uh, our relationship with professional wrestling. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it, I think it was episode four anyway. And we talked about how we had dropped in, dropped out, dropped in, dropped out. Right. Well, I am currently in the dropped in phase. You dropped back in. I did. From the top turnbuckle. Yeah. <laughs> Aha. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> because, uh, so the last time I dropped out pretty much completely was about 2003, 2004. After the quote unquote attitude era ended for yeah. the most part. Yeah. The big names like the rock and stone cold. Mm. And yeah. yeah. Okay. After they left, I was like, nah, yeah. I'm good. Um, but, and, and definitely I didn't see anything from 2005 because I was halfway across the country right. and wasn't able to watch television. But on, uh, on Peacock, they have all the wrestling on Peacock. All right. All the wrestling. Like old, new, everything. Mm, everything. Nice. Um, so I watched the most recent Royal Rumble. And I've kind of been following storylines and stuff a little bit, like uh, like recaps on YouTube and stuff. Okay. So I watched the most recent Royal Rumble on Peacock, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to 2005, and I'm just going to start from there, and I'm just going to go. <laughs> and play so catch up as best yeah. you can. And so that's what right. I've been doing. I'm currently in April of 2005. Yeah. And I have been having a blast. Really? Yeah. It's been so much fun. Wow. Because it's fun to see like wrestlers and and, and be like, oh, you're going to be gone here in a couple of years. Oh. Or, <laughs> yeah. You're going to be a big star here in a little bit or you're going to be dead here soon. Yeah. Yeah. And watch all that develop and yeah. build up and like that's kind of been the big thing, especially in 2005, because Eddie Guerrero died oh, in 2005. Yeah. And this year, that year in particular, he was hugely popular. And he's like in the middle of the storyline with Rey Mysterio right now. And, <laughs> and uh, so it's, <laughs> it's kind of hard because, you know, the announcers will talk about Eddie Guerrero and be like, I wonder if we ever see him as... Hopefully we'll see him as a champion again oh, his, and his future. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, you won't. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Or, or when anything has to do with Chris Benoit. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be extremely uncomfortable. It's awkward. Yes. When he comes, when he comes out and you're like, oh, I wonder if he beat his wife before he came out. Here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Oh. And especially like, you know, JR will be like, he's one of the most respected wrestlers oh. and of his generation. And I can't wait to see, you know, the, his future, future hall of famer. I'm like, no, he's not. Oh, wow. Oh, wait a couple even, years. I didn't even think about that yeah. aspect. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh. And the wrestling world were completely disavow Chris Benoit. <laughs> completely. I was actually shocked. 
that I found an action figure Chris Benoit at Target the other really? day. Really? Yeah. That is shocking. It was. I'm like, they must have found this in a storeroom, in a stock room somewhere and just brought it out. Because they must have. It is. They are no longer officially licensing his image in Mm-mm. anything. Mm-mm. But the fact that it was there and I was just like, whoa. I would have picked it up. Uh, I'd mean, be like, I got to buy this. <laughs> Who knows how much this could be worth. Yeah. yeah. But then for me, that'd be akin to like buying a Jeffrey Dahmer doll and bringing True. that in. True. Just displaying it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not that he ate anyone as far no. as we know, but. No. You know. <laughs> yeah. If, if you don't know, we won't explain here, but if you don't yeah. know, go look up Chris Benoit to see what we're talking about. Yeah. It was an unfortunate end. Yeah. But, um. It's it's been funny though because I have to keep reminding myself how old this is that I'm watching. Right. Because it's 2005. Yeah. I was 20 in 2005. <laughs> I'm about to turn 38. So you're talking a good what 18? 18 years. 18 years ago. Yeah. And so Jeez. they'll they'll have sponsorships like, uh, you know, Roz brought to you by the the new film from Warner Brothers, Constantine. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay. Jeez. Or like the brought you by Halo, the new video game from Xbox. <laughs> wow. That's funny. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't Eddie Guerrero's kid wrestling now? Rey Mysterio. I think Eddie is too. Is is his kid wrestling? I think so. I know Rey Mysterio's is. I saw a picture where it was both Eddie's kid and Ray's like face to face, and then they showed above that Eddie and Ray face to face as well. And he had I wonder like the weird mullet thing that. Okay, he had I know as well. what that is. There was a storyline. Uh, it's kind of been a, a wrestling thing. Yeah, a meme. There's a storyline. I'm just about to get into it. Where yeah. Eddie Guerrero claims that Rey Mysterio's son yeah. is his. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but actually, it's Dominic Mysterio. It's it's Rey's son. Got it. Yeah. And that just came up when I Googled Eddie Guerrero's son. It came up as Dominic Mysterio. So there you, there go. you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Oh, I got you. Anyway. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been filling my days with. <laughs> I also saw something where, uh, somebody mentioned this, the female wrestler who won the Royal Rumble, the female Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and he was comparing her to China. Right, um, and Rhea Ripley, and that seemed an uncomfortable comparison to yeah, make. Yeah, and she even <laughs> said, "Like, I don't want to be compared yeah, to China." She's like, I, "I respect her for what she did, but you know, I'm not the next China. I'm the first. Yeah, whatever her name was. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Said. I was like, oh, she met an unfortunate end too. Yes, so. yes, she did. How about we quit referencing these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah." <laughs> Um, but the worst part about this, about watching it is I forgot how, uh, misogynistic and sexist the WWE was back then. Oh yes. Holy cow. Oh yeah. Very much so. Yeah. It is ridiculous. And that's the worst part. That's the parts I always skip is like the divas part. Cause one is they're, they're having like, you know, uh, uh, pillow fight match yeah a, a lingerie pillow fight match yeah, the brom panties match, brom panties the, matches the yeah mud wrestling and yeah speaking of eddie guerrero you have him like perving on lita around the corner in the shower at mm-hmm. some points and like uh yeah that's yeah so i i, I run through i skip those <laughs> 
but the other part of it, the reason I skip it is because the acting is so bad from them. <laughs> the divas especially, because they're not performers. No. Right? Yeah. They're not like a, a Lita or a Trish Stratus or a Molly Holly. Like, right. they're just there for TNA. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. They're buxom platinum blonde women. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like the... Uh... Trying to think of the name, Tori Wilson and Stacy Keebler mm-hmm. situation. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously, she she would enter the ring and purposely bend way over, mm-hmm. and everybody gets a shot of her butt, and you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. All right. It's it's really cringy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I swear they had an acting coach come in with them all and said, "Okay, this is how you act frightened. <laughs> you <gasps> furl your brow." You bite your bottom lip, you hunch down, and you look out the corner of your eyes. Right. Every one of them does that <laughs> when they're quote unquote scared. Like, make sure your eyes are wide. Yeah. Wide in terror. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> are you sure you want to be watching this again? Or All right. I, like I said, I'm skipping through all that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. But uh, let's get to uh, the uh, meat of the episode here. So the last couple episodes, we've been talking about the Beatles. And yes. uh, they've been well-received from what I've seen, uh, like comments and stuff. People Good. seem to really like those yeah. episodes. Um, but that was more more catered to your expertise, it, as we talked about. Definitely a, a deep, deep seated fandom for me yes for sure and so i thought okay well let's go the other way right and have a deep-seated fandom for me okay. which is voice acting Sounds and good. voice actors and yeah. voiceover okay so what we'll do here is uh, i'll give you kind of a brief history of voice acting and kind of how it came about okay and then uh we'll run through um i i split up voice actors into golden age um, 80s, 90s, and current. Okay. So we kind of talk yeah. about them as well. So for those maybe don't know or need more of a definition, voiceover, voice actor is essentially hearing a voice but not seeing a real person. Right. So radio ads, cartoons, narrations, audiobooks, etc. So <clears throat> the first voiceover... Um, the earliest recording of a person's voice was on a, uh, phone, I think it's called a phonograph of Edouard Leon Scott de Martinville, um, <laughs> singing Eau Claire de Lune from 1860. <laughs> That's, I think I've heard that and it is haunting. Yeah. It is a scary, it is scary recording. Not just because, I mean, uh, uh, you know, the, what was it? Oh, Claire de la Lune or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. It's not a scary song, but the way he sings it and just the scratchiness mm-hmm. of the recording style. Yeah. It makes it very haunt. It's the kind of thing you'd, you know, you'd be flipping through the TV and all of a sudden it would go static and you'd hear this coming from yes. behind you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, because it was recorded. I I think those like wax cylinders and that's like, right. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's creepy. Um, but then if you skip forward to the year nineteen hundred, 
a man by the name of Reginald Fessenden uh, used radio signals to translate a special broadcast narrating the weather. And he was the first person to ever do that. And it only reached a mile. World's first weatherman. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) So if you were, you know, tuning in to that particular frequency, you'd hear him just spouting off about the weather. Nice. Then fast forward to 1906, we're back with Reginald, (laughs) and he transmitted a live radio message during the Christmas holiday where he read festive messages and Bible verses. (laughs) which transmitted a, a total of 11 miles radius this wow. time. You see, I'm picturing this guy with like this big curly mustache just in this room with all kinds of wires. You're not and wrong. Just, and, you know, just just saying things and in yeah. his mind thinking, somebody's probably hearing mm-hmm. this, so here I go. <laughs> and it's so funny to go back and listen to these really early recordings because they're like, they sound like kids like a kid that found like an audio recorder (laughs) because they're just making noises and they're going (laughs) (laughs) and laughing about it. It's hilarious. That is funny. Um, I mean, it makes sense though. It's a fad at the time. Yeah. This is a new thing. And so I can hear my own voice do this. Exactly. (laughs) So then fast forward to 1926 where the, uh, British Broadcasting Corporation is formed, the BBC. The BBC. And they were one of the first ones to actually focus on radio and yeah. transmitting radio. And they were the first to do a live broadcast. And they were the first to have, you know, um, King Edward come, come on the radio and do a speech and, and right. all that. And it was also in 1926... Because a lot of people think that the first voice act acting thing you've ever heard was Steamboat Willie. Not quite. Right. It was in 1926, the first sound cartoon called My Old Kentucky Home <laughs> was created by the Fleischer Brothers. Oh, really? hmm It follows a dog getting ready for dinner. <laughs> and that is, it's a little muddled, but most people say that is the first, um cartoon where they synced up audio with the visuals. So is it just, is it sound or is their voices talking in that one? Or is it I just, believe it's just sound. Just the sound. Yeah. But it hasn't really been seen because let me check my notes. Uh, oh, it's super racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course it is at the time. Yeah. 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 Hard pressed to not find something like that. So. Yeah. So then, <laughs> um, this, this isn't really voice acting, but it's important to note in 1927, the first talking picture, the jazz singer was released. Okay. Now it is again, let me check my notes. Oh, super racist. <laughs> um, that's the Al Jolson blackface. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was just, I bring it up because that was kind of the end of the silent era. And that was when the talkies came into fad and everything. Right. So then this is when we get to 1928. Disney releases Steamboat Willie, the first commercially released cartoon, where Walt Disney himself provided the grunts and the noises of the character. (laughs) And that's the thing. Mickey, or Steamboat Willie, didn't speak. Right. The parrot spoke. Mickey did not. So really, it was the parrot that was the first (laughs) character, cartoon character that spoke. Now, Pete was in that, and, and I'm trying to remember... 
because he just kind of and ah, yeah exactly okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um is so that then, also where Mickey goes out and abuses every animal he can find? By I think so. Musical yeah. instruments on their face and yeah. bodies and yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, uh, fast forward to 1937. Warner Brothers produced a cartoon short called uh, Picador Porky, starring <laughs> one Melvin Jerome Blank, aka Aww. Mel Blank. Good old Mel Blank. And that is when we get to basically what voice acting is today. That's what kicks it off. So, since we brought him up, uh, let's talk about Mel Blank. He is basically known as the godfather of voice acting. Oh, yeah. Um, Whereas Walt Disney did do it, yes. Walt Disney wasn't a performer. He wasn't an actor. Right. Where Mel Blank was. So, Mel Blank... He voiced uh, all the Looney Tunes, almost, almost. Almost all, yeah. Um, And he did that for, like I said, it started in 37, and he essentially did that up until he died in 89. I'm actually shocked he didn't die in studio. Me too. Recording something. Yeah. Because that's what he did. Yeah. All the time. Um, Rob Paulson said, and, and we'll talk about him later too. Yeah. He said one of the first voiceover jobs he had, uh, he went in and talked to the, he was talking to the producer director and said, Hey, Mel Blank is also here. Do you want to sit next to him? And he's like, yes, please. <laughs> it's like, can I? Yeah. And so he says, you know, you know, cause, cause he, he was, you know, he was starstruck too. Oh yeah. And he goes, uh, Mr. Blank, if you don't mind. And he cut him off and said, I know. And he, and he said, What's up, Doc? In Bugs Bunny voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I said, he he was 99% of the Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. Another guy named Arthur Q. Bryan was the voice of Elmer Fudd. Arthur Q. Bryan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, uh, any female voice you heard was June Foray. Right. Uh, like Granny or Witch Hazel, that was June Foray. Yep. Now, the reason you only see voice characterization Mel Blank in the credits is because that was a deal he made with Warner Brothers saying, instead of a raise, yeah. I want my name in the credits <laughs> and only mine. Nice. Yeah. Now, did that? do you know if that caused any sort of animosity between him and June Foray? Um, or does she just at the time, because it was the culture of the time, she just kind of resigned herself to, I think that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. And same with a lot of people that ever did Looney Tunes. If anybody ever came on, they were never credited. It's Mel Blanc's show. Yeah. I mean, they, they have to expect that going in. Yeah. In all honesty. So, um, and I will say June Foray for me, um, because Mel Blanc, he could do some varying voices. Yeah. But June Foray for me was almost one of the first people where I realized this is the same voice. Yes. Doing all these different people. Mm -hmm. So that really kind of piqued my interest very young because it was like, I recognize this. I recognize who this is. Yeah. That old woman voice that she does. Yep. Yep. Uh, So to run through some others, we have people like uh, Sarah Bermer, who was um, Andy Panda. Oh, Chili Willy. Chili Willy. Yeah. Red from the Tex Avery cartoons. Uh, Bill Thompson, who was Droopy, White Rabbit, Smee from Peter Pan. 
uh, Clarence Nash, who was Donald Duck. Oh, yeah. Um, Bill Bletcher, who was Pete. Okay. Uh, Dawes Butler, who we talked about earlier before we started recording. He was Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, Quick Draw McGraw, Snagglepuss. If, if Mel Blink was Looney Tunes or Warner Brothers guy, Dawes Butler was Hanna-Barbera. I was just about to say that. Yep. It's like, yeah, his name is all over Hanna-Barbera. Yep. for sure. Yeah, any any of those classic characters from Hanna-Barbera back in the day, most likely it was Dawes Butler. Yeah. And um, it was interesting that uh, Mel Blanc also, you know, kind of cross-pollinated he over did. into Hanna-Barbera as well. He did. With yep. like Barney Rubble and mm-hmm. stuff like that, so. Um, May Quetzal or Quetzal, she was the voice of Betty Boop and Olive Oil. Oh, gads. Yeah. Now there was actually some controversy with Betty Boop. I just learned about, there was like, uh, like court proceedings and, and, um, uh, lawsuits because Betty Boop was based on an actual person, an actual, like, uh, I don't know if she was burlesque, but she was performer. Yeah. And she did her catchphrase was boop boop be doop. <laughs> and so they kind of stole that. Nice. And uh so there's a bunch of lawsuits with with Betty Boop. Yeah. And it took me an embarrassingly long time to realize olive oil was olive oil. <laughs> it took me a long time before That's I realized that. Funny, what did you think it was Just to that point? Olive oil. Olive oil. Olive oil. Just one name? Yeah. One whole name, olive oil. Yeah. Um, you had guys like Jack Mercer, who was Popeye. We talked about June Furay. She was Rocky, Squirrel, Natasha, Fatal, Granny, Cindy Lou Who, Witch Hazel. Oh, yeah. Um, Jim Backus. He was Mr. Magoo. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sterling Holloway. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Cheshire Cat. Yeah. Mr. Stork from Dumbo. Or not Piglet. That was that high voice guy. Yeah. That, um... Ka from Jungle Book. Yeah. He was all over Disney films. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Verna Felton. She was Mrs. Jumbo, the fairy godmother, the queen of hearts. Um, then you had people like Thor Ravens, uh, Ravenscroft, Phil Harris, Ed Wynn. Um, it's interesting with Thor Ravenscroft because I'm going yeah. to side note into Tony the Tiger here. Yes. Because um, also... Speaking of June Foray, she teamed up with Bill Ward, and Bill Ward did the voice for Bullwinkle. Right. But he also wrote commercials for Captain Crunch. Did he? So he was a writer and voice actor. He would do all those like fractured fairy tale voices. That's where his niche was mm-hmm. for Bill Ward. He was the so. voice of Captain Crunch, right? I'm not or... sure. I'm not I know he wrote the commercial. I'm not sure he did the voice. He may have because okay. Yeah. But I did yeah. I looked because I was curious. It was a long time ago. Who June Foray, you know, as as Rocky, who did the Bowwinkle side, right? Because so. right. he also wrote a lot of those as well. Okay, so yeah, Rocky and Bowwinkle back in the day was kind of like the Ren and Stimpy of their day. Yeah, it was very irreverent. It and, was, and pretty much like the antithesis to Looney Tunes. Oh yeah, yeah. I I never really liked it. Me neither. Just because my thing, and and I've mentioned this to several people, is there is no break in the vocals. Right. Whether it went from Rocky to Bullwinkle to Boris to Natasha, then the announcer, and then it was a commercial. Yep. There was no 
breathing room. There wasn't. It was just non-stop. Yeah. It was just, it, it bugs me. That and that's, show bugs me. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons June Frey <laughs> hopped over. We're talking about credits. She yeah. finally got credited as, you know, as, as the voice of, of Rocky and others. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, and then, I mean, these guys like Phil Harris and Thurl Ravenscroft, yeah. Edwin, you'll hear them all throughout Disney, oh, yeah. early Disney, not yeah. only in the movies, but in the theme parks as well. Their voices True. are all over the place. They are everywhere. There's a lot of like modern day <clears throat> voice actors too, are all over Disney parks, specifically Jess Harnell. And I'm sure you mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very topical seeing as how Splash Mountain just yes. shut down and Yep. Well, Disney World, but he was the voice of Splash Mountain. He was. He did Br'er, you know, Br'er Rabbit. He did the narration. He did yep. most of the singing. He was just, he was all over that ride. Yeah. And I'm sure that's, that's got to be crushing to him. Although it's still in California. <laughs> yeah. You got to think, oh, that was me. Mm. That was me. They just mm. shut me down over there. <laughs> yep. Um. And so these were the guys that really continued on in cartoons throughout the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. It was all basically the same people. Right. And that's the other thing with voice acting. It's very, um, not incestuous. That's the wrong word. <laughs> what was, um, uh, it's very closed off. Like right. they get a certain amount of people and they just stick with those people. They do. It's extremely hard to break into. Right. So then, uh, fast forward then to the seventies, eighties, nineties, this is when a new group of people started coming in, um, where, cause the other ones, you know, either retired or died. Right. And so they needed people to fill these roles. And so, and a lot of these guys, if I'm not mistaken, and pretty much learned from the quote unquote masters up to they this did. point, they did, um, little bit parts here and there you know, in the same booth with them and, mm-hmm. and, and kind of honed their craft through that aspect. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Dawes Butler trained several of these people. Yeah. Um, so if we're going in the eighties and nineties, uh, first guy I want to talk about is Frank Welker. Oh yeah. He is, I, I was scrolling through his IMDB and I just had to keep going. It is. It's a mile long. It's insane. Yeah. How, how much stuff he has done and not just voices but sound yes animal effects yes he just this amazing mm-hmm. you know voice that will just do anything yeah so many things come from his vocal cords that are just super impressive so to run down some of his better known characters fred jones from scooby-doo scooby-doo himself yeah. eventually megatron dr claw um, he was the Cave of Wonders, Abu, Raja, and one of the guards in Aladdin. Yes. <laughs> um, he was Ray Stance in the Ghostbusters cartoon. He was Baby Kermit and Skeeter in Muppet Babies. Nice. He was Buttons for Animaniacs. Uh, um, you know. <laughs> and like you said, he was various animals, dogs, cats. Oh, yeah. He was Cujo in Cujo. Really? He that did, was him. He did the the... Voice of the dog. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was the him. live action dog. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was Jabberjaw. Yeah. It, it, in the eighties and nineties, especially eighties, if you hear a voice of those like this, yeah. that was Frank Welker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and his, his Fred voice is very recognizable. I mean, that's almost his regular speaking. Yes, voice. it is. 
because you know you can pick him out in in a lot of these other mm-hmm. these other voices because that is just him speaking. Yeah, which I'm sure for a lot of these guys is just a relief to be able. You know, oh, I'm sometimes, sure. <laughs> I mean, especially with I mean, Rob Paulson is, and I'm sure you get to him in a sec was almost resigned himself to this point. It's like, I'm just going to be me. Yeah. You know, just yeah. <laughs> give slap another name on me, but I'm still doing the regular voice. Yeah. So. I mean, he, he still gets hired all the time, oh, but yeah. they're hiring him because it's him. It's Rob oh, yeah. Paulson. Yeah. Um, so you can't talk about Frank Welker and Megatron without bringing up Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen. Optimus who's, Prime. Yep. Who's been the voice of Optimus Prime pretty much ever since Optimus Prime became a thing. Yeah. There has been a couple others that have stepped into the role, but by and large, it's Peter Cullen. Still, like even still, like the modern day Michael Bay movies. Yep. Optimus Prime is Peter Cullen. Yep. Uh, he's also Eeyore now, currently. Uh, he was Who also was Eeyore then. Do you remember? No, I can't. I didn't look that I up. Can't remember. Anyway, uh, he was also Monterey Jack in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, was he? Yeah. Um, but I mean, really he's, he's just Optimus Prime. Like if you look at his MDB, it's Optimus Prime, yeah. like 90% of it. If you watch what is now considered, and I'm sure you do as well. Um, what used to be toy galaxy on YouTube now mm-hmm. secret galaxy. Yeah. Um, whenever Dan Larson mentions Peter Cullen or Frank Welker, he'll, he'll call him Frank Megatron Welker. Yep. Because then you know exactly who he's talking <laughs> yep. about, or Peter Optimus Prime Cullen. Yep. Because that's who they are known mm-hmm. for. And once you know that, you know, oh, it's that guy. Yep. You know, yep. so very recognizable. Um, so just, I, I wrote a bunch because these are the guys that are like my idols. Oh yeah. These are the guys that I've met. These are the guys that the reason I wanted to be a voice actor and do this is because of these people. So, and and we'll come back to them, yeah. but people like Rob Paulson, Maurice LaMarche, Billy West, Charlie Adler, Tress McNeil, Nancy Cartwright, Dan Castellaneta, Hank Azaria, Keith David, Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, Jim Cummings, Jess Harnell, Phil Lamar, Townsend Coleman, uh, Kath Sousey, Richard Horvitz, uh, Christine Cavanaugh, Carlos Alzraki, Paul Rugg, Tara Strong, Jeff Bennett, Harry Shearer, Nolan North, John DiMaggio, Seth McFarlane, Kevin Michael Richardson, Don LaFontaine, E.G. Daly, uh, Cree Summer, Tom Kenny, Clancy Brown, D. Bradley Baker, Fred Tattershore, James Arnold Taylor, Mike Judge, <laughs> on and on and on and on. And I could have continued. Oh, I'm sure. But I mean, you didn't even that you didn't even mention any of the Thundercat voices in that list. Yes. But yeah. That, that was, yeah. that was their own specific group. And, yeah. and those guys, they went from show to show almost mm-hmm. like a package deal. They did. I almost picture them rolling up in an airbrushed van <laughs> that has Thundercats, <laughs> Silverhawks painted on the outside yeah. into a recording studio or to audition. It's like, here comes the group. Yep. And they all pile out yep. because it, <laughs> you get it as a package deal. It usually. seems that way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, going back to, to, uh, Rob Paulson and I've said this before and I've, I've met him several times. Um, as have I in that list, there are a couple that I've met and Rob Paulson is one. Yes. He is one of the most genuine, one of the nicest people you will ever meet. Mm -hmm. And I can say that about most of the people on this list. Yeah. Um, but he, he's extremely, um, grateful for the career he has and the fans he has 
and he's a very positive person. Oh yeah. Um, that's why he's, 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 I would say he's probably my favorite voice actor. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from, like you were saying, when he met Mel Blank. Yeah. Because Mel Blank realized what he wanted from him and he was mm-hmm. willing to do it as a fan. And so he's kind of translated that into his own attitude and personality. He's like, he knows why people are meeting him and he's going to say, hello, nurse, or he's going to, yeah. you know, he's going to sing, uh, nations of the mm-hmm. world. I mean, that's, that's what, and he's fine with that because yeah. that's who he is. You know, it's part of who he is now. So, um, uh, yeah, but, uh, like, but him, um, Maurice LaMarche, Tress McNeil, Jess Harnell, like these were the people that. I like the first voice actors, right. quote unquote, besides like Mel Blanc, oh, yeah. that I knew by name and that I started to pick up on their voices and hear them in other cartoons and started like piecing this big tapestry of cartoons together and realizing, right. oh, these are all just like the same 15 people. Yeah. I mean, these are all early teenage and teenage years for us. Yeah. I mean, that's, this is, if we were watching animation, this is who was there. Mm hmm. Even to this day, they're still there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in various roles, but they're still around. So. Um, Maurice Lamarche. I mean, he's been around almost as long as Frank Welker has. He has. Uh, both started as stand-ups, but um, yeah, Maurice. I mean, he's the voice of like the brain from Peaky and the Brain, yeah. and um, what else, what else has he done? And my mind just went blank. Yeah. My mind that's, just went Mel Blanc. <laughs> that's definitely who he's known for, for sure. He yeah. is. And that's his, his take on Orson Welles, mm-hmm. his Orson Welles boys. And hearing him do that frozen peas commercial never gets old. <laughs> it's so funny. For me. If you don't know what that is, <laughs> Orson Welles was trying to record a, a commercial for frozen peas. Yeah. And the he, end of his career, the end of his career, he yeah. was, you know, taking paychecks and he just, he didn't like it. You know, he didn't like the way it was written. He yeah. didn't like the way it was going on. And so he was just attacking this poor guy in the booth that was just trying to record this. Yeah. It's like, well, I didn't write it. Yeah. You know, he's going off and, and to hear Maurice do that spot on, mm-hmm. it's just, it's hilarious every time. Yeah. I guess he had a, someone gave him a cassette of that and he said that he would listen to it over and over <laughs> and just laugh. He thought it was so funny. It is really funny. Um, Billy West, I mean, talk about a guy that has insane range. Oh yeah. Billy West. Um, I mean, you ask any of the people on this list, who's one of the most talented voice actors today, they'll say Billy West. Yeah. Uh, cause we've talked about him before. I mean, watching him transition from voice to voice, to voice, to voice is insane. Seamless. He's having conversations, yeah, Yeah. conversations with himself. He can go from Fry to Futurama to Ren and Stimpy and back again Mm -hmm. without a breath. Yeah. I mean, it's just that easy for him. Yeah. And, uh. I first heard him on a Doug. Oh, yeah. Because he was the voice of Doug. Right. Uh, that's where I first, or actually, no, he was, yeah, he was Ren and Stimpy. I just didn't realize that was him. Yeah. Yeah. He, He took over Ren and Stimpy from the creator. Right. John Kay, because he was the one that did it, but he got into issue but uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah but uh what was i gonna say about billy west um but yeah anyway he yeah he took over the ren stimpy and and that is him doing three stooges impression yes a larry fine impression yes on the three stooges 
And uh, he's act he actually was in the Animaniacs at one point, or Pinky and the Brain, because he did a Larry Fine impression as a mouse mm -hmm. that was basically Larry Fine as a mouse with <laughs> Pinky and the Brain as well. So that was really funny too. Yeah. Um, Charlie Adler, uh, he he was the voice of Buster Bunny from Tiny Toons. He was the voice of Cow and Chicken from Cow and Chicken. He was uh, the voice of him from Powerpuff Girls. Yes. <laughs> Charlie Adler's a nutball. He's another one I've met. He's 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 crazy. <laughs> so you did meet Charlie Adler. That's, I did meet Charlie that's Adler. That's interesting. He doesn't do a lot of conventions, so yeah. the fact you were able to meet him is pretty cool. Um, Tress McNeil. Um, oh, she held my hand and flirted with me. <laughs> that was so nice. She flirted with AJ, too. Yeah. She she flirted with uh the I remember they were on stage and somebody came up to ask her a question and she just like spinning her microphone around like twirling her hair kind of thing while <laughs> yeah, this kid yeah, was yeah. talking to her and even Rob Paulson pointed it out he's like what are you doing with this kid <laughs> you know, spinning your microphone around <laughs> yeah I I actually I've never met Tress haven't you somehow I've no I've never met her she's another one that doesn't do a whole lot of conventions she doesn't. But um, when She'll, she does, it's usually in tow with Jess Harnell and Rob Paul's. Yeah. I was going to say, if they're doing like an Animaniacs thing or something like that, or she'll be with like the Simpsons guys. Right. Yeah. It's never like a one, like just her. It's usually more of a group thing. Yeah. And if you're one, she does the voice of, um, was it Agnes Skinner? Yes. Um, on the Simpsons. And the crazy cat lady. Yeah. They'll throw cats at people. And, and uh, what's her name on Futurama? Like, it was like mom or something. She was this horrible, oh, yeah. angry woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, everybody in these conventions go up there and ask her to insult them in that voice. Like, <laughs> they, you know, they get off on that. Right. <laughs> you know, will you yell at me in that voice? So. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, since we brought him up, let, let's talk about uh, the Simpsons, the Simpsons guys. Okay. Um, Dan Castellaneta, Hank Azaria, and Harry Shearer. Yes. Those three pretty much populate the entire city of Springfield. <laughs> they do. They um, do. I mean, if there is an adult man, it is one of them. Yes. Like it usually it's, is. Yeah. Unless it's some, you know, guest starring role. Yeah. 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 If it's, if it's a denizen of Springfield, <laughs> it's one of those three. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and the fact that they've been doing this now for 35 years, they've been doing the Simpsons My and it God. just got renewed for two more seasons. Oh, good night. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say Hank Azaria, do yourself a favor and watch just interviews with him. Yes. Because he is hilarious. He is. He's the kind of guy that you could sit him down and just talk with and just be entertained for hours, mm -hmm. you know, and he's just, he just seems like, although he knows where he stands, you know, he, he, he has an air of, you know, don't dwell amidst the little people for too long, Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a lot of stories and they are hilarious to listen yeah. to. Apparently he and, uh, um, Matthew Perry are good buddies. Are they? Like they came up at the same time and. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's that's an odd pairing. Isn't it? For some reason. Yeah. That just sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to Matthew Perry's audiobook and he yeah. he brought that up. He says he says that he out of the two, he became more famous, but 
um, Hank Azaria became more rich. He became <laughs> wealthier because he's been doing The Simpsons for 35 oh, yeah. years. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, and actually, I mean, going back to Rob Paulson. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. He's never been on the Simpsons. And that's weird. It's so weird. And I think people have asked him that, but I, I, I don't know the answer to he's, why. Have you? He says he's just never been asked. <laughs> he's never been asked. That's insane. Yeah. Because I know they've, at least Hank Azaria has done other things with Rob Paulson outside of the Simpsons. He and Nancy Cartwright are good buddies. I Him just, and Rob I, Paulson. I don't get or that. Or her and Rob Paulson. It's I weird. don't get that. Me neither. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Yeah. You think out of anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are all part, like you were saying, they're part of this group. They're the 80s, 90s group. Yeah, they all know each other. That's insane to me. Yeah, it's really Thinking weird. About it. That is so weird. Now, speaking of Dan Castellaneta. Yes. Apart from Homer, obviously, Ned Flanders, um, and you know, other various people in Simpsons, what else has he done outside of that? Can you think, because it seems like he's just kind of resigned himself to this is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's had a couple on camera stuff. Yeah. Um, he was in Space Jam. He was in Space Jam. <laughs> He was on Friends. Actually, he and Hank Azaria and Harry Shearer have all been on Friends. It was weird. Oh, there you go. Um, But yeah, he'll have like just little bit parts here and there. And if you don't know who it is, you're just like, oh, it's just some bald dude playing a boss or something. Yeah. But uh, if if you know, you're like, hey, it's Homer Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. And to hear Homer's voice come out of that face is one of the funniest things to watch. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't change his expression at all. He doesn't do anything special or different. He just... Does it? He just talks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Like Hank Azaria will like contort his face and do different things to, oh, for different yeah. voices. But him, it's just like, yeah, he barely moves. Yeah. I mean, he might lower his chin a little bit. Yeah. You know, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's he like does. he's doing Homer or grandpa or crusty. Or, yeah. It's just, he barely <laughs> moves his face. It's really strange. Um, but some of the, uh, funniest videos I've watched. Nancy Cartwright does a thing. Well, she'll she'll go out and she'll record herself doing stuff, and yeah. and she'll slip into the Bart voice. Yeah, and people are like, "Wow, you sound a lot like Bart Simpson." <laughs> and she'll go, "I know, because I am Bart Simpson." And it's so funny to watch people just freak out. Yeah, yeah. I have seen one of those, and the guy just kind of looked at her, almost doubting what she is saying. Yeah, it's like, are you though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't know if a lot of people realize that bar simpson or most of the children on simpsons are voiced oh, yeah. by women oh yeah pretty much all of them i think yeah like she does bart she does um nelson she does ralph yeah yeah her and i uh, i think uh how do you pronounce her voice maybe you can answer this finally is it yearly or is it yardly yearly smith i think Lisa? it's yard i think it's yardly yeah yeah, with those two, they pretty much populate the the children mm-hmm. in Springfield. Yeah. It's just these two women, and then Julie Kavner, she's like all that's of right. she's Marge and all of her relatives. Yes, and that's it. Yes. <laughs> and that's funny to watch her on like Mary Tyler Moore too. It's like, hey, yeah, that's that's Marge Simpson. Yeah, so. <laughs> but I mean, 
people in, in, in voice acting in industry will say, those guys are the luckiest people in this business. Oh yeah. Because not only do they have a set job that they've had for 30 years, they are ridiculously wealthy. <laughs> they and, get paid so much money. And I think that's something a lot of people don't understand is that these voice actors, they're not guaranteed the work. No, they're not. They still practically have to audition or at least put their name in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes across somebody's desk like, oh, uh, Rob Paulson is interested in this, in this role, Yeah, but he's putting it here or his agent is, you know, is putting his name out there because mm-hmm. nobody, it's weird that the people from the studios aren't bringing them in. It's like, they wait for them to ask for the, and it is so odd. It is. Yeah. And, it, and, and they've mentioned that too, how almost unfair that is. It, yeah. And because who they will ask are like celebrities to come mm-hmm. in and do voiceover. And so they'll clash with that. It's like, you have this group that this huge group that you just named. Yeah. Just talented, just dripping with talent, not just being able to do voices, but the main part of this is acting. Yes. I mean, they can generate so much emotion. They can just take you into a role, but they'll just ignore them for a bigger name. Mm-hmm. And that just, that grates on him to this day. I know it does because they've said it. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah, Rob Paulson has said, like, voice acting is little V, big A. Yeah. Like, it's acting. Oh, yeah. Um, But even still, even today, the acting industry doesn't take that seriously. And that's insane to me. Yeah. Because it is a, it's a billion dollar industry. I mean, it's, it's worldwide it's on every channel mm-hmm. it's whether it's voicing a commercial whether it's a car commercial whether it's fast food it's just anything yeah you know you have all these group of people that are just there ready yeah. to go voices for like toys and yeah. stuff they do that too yeah um but yeah I, i've again going going back to rob he he was talking about when the tmnt movie came out yeah in 1990 like those four were sitting there waiting like are we going to get a call here? Yeah. Cause you know, we've been the voices of these people for the last three, four years of these characters, but nope, but nothing. That's it. Even the remake. Yeah. Even the animated remake, quote unquote, TMNT, not a single one of them. Yeah. They went some other route and that's just, that's insane to me. It's like, if you, cause you have a fandom here, you have a fandom that knows who these people are. Yes. If you want, bigger returns on that investment get these people in yes and it's like for some reason that just blows studio heads mind they just don't understand that yeah <laughs> just they think i don't get it they think you need a big name to bring people in so you need to cast like jack black in kung fu panda and angelina right. jolie and you know all these big name celebrities so people will come and see yep. it where really it's, it's not, that's not the case. No. And then you have the, these voice actors that have been doing this for 30, 40, 50 years. And they're, you know, thrown into like these tiny little bit parts. Yeah. Like way in the background, like one line. It's like, yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, you sticking with Rob Paulson. He, uh, has done a few things for Disney. Yes. But if you were to think about it, you're like, well, what though? You know, because unless you're in the know or, or you know, like you or me to a lesser extent where you look into these guys' histories, mm-hmm. you're not going to know where they are Yeah, because they're not the headliner. They're not the main character yes. in these shows. Rob Paulson did a fairy in Tinkerbell movies. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, how many people know that? Yeah. You know? He was PJ Goof Troop. PJ and Goof Troop. And on the Goofy movie. Yeah. But if you ask, who are the voice? Because people of my generation, your generation, love the Goofy movie. Oh, yeah. Say, okay, name one of the actors. Yeah. Crickets. Oh, yeah. They they don't know. And if anything, you'll get Polly Shore. Yes. At because. At the very least. He was a name. He's the name. Yep. But if you say, hey, what'd you think of Bill Farmer in the Goofy movie? Mm-hmm. They're like, who? Or Jason Marsden. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of him? It's like, who is that? Who's that? That's Goofy and Max. Who is it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jim Cummings. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of another one who has a million different voices. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's uh let's talk about him. All right. Good old Jim. He's he another one I've met. <laughs> A couple times. He's <laughs> he's the current voice of Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah. And Tigger. Mm-hmm. Uh he was Darkwing Duck. He's he's Mr. Disney. He is. He does uh all the voices of Pete mm-hmm. in the Mickey Mouse shows. That's that's him. Yep. Yeah, he is he is Mr. Disney. Yep. Um He, he does a guard in Aladdin. Yes, he well. does. <laughs> <laughs> uh he's also part of the singing voice for scar in the lion king and it's funny most people won't pick that out but once you, you recognize his voice yep. you know exactly when it switches yep you can hear it you're like it's close but i know the yep. difference so go back and listen to be prepared from the lion king at one point it's jeremy irons and then he drops out and jim cummings takes yep. over and see if you can spot where that is yep leave a comment in the comment section <laughs> yeah. if you can tell yeah. where that is because um, it's very specific it's like this ends with Jeremy Irons. Jim Cummings takes over very next word. Yep. So. Uh, but really, really quick. Uh, I know we, we talked about him briefly, but Kevin Conroy, who recently passed. Yeah. He was the voice of Batman for 30 years. I will say is. Is, is the voice of Batman. Is. Yep. I mean, from here on out, no matter, no matter who takes over. Yep. Um, he is. And will be Batman. Mark Hamill says he's not doing the Joker anymore because no, he's Kevin Conroy. He's not Batman anymore. Yeah. It was his Batman and his Joker. Yep. And together that's who they were. So yeah, he's done with that too. Uh, yeah. My wallpaper on my computer is a picture of me and Kevin Conroy. There you go. Actually. <laughs> but if you go and look, uh, at, at his IMDB, he was actually a fairly serious actor when he began. He started in Juilliard. He was wow. roommates with uh, Robin Williams and Christopher Reeve. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> he knew they were friends. <laughs> wow. There's yeah. a trio for you. Good grief. So what's weird to think is Batman and Superman were roommates in <laughs> Juilliard. That's funny. <laughs> Batman, Superman, and the genie. Yeah. Mrs. But I, I, um, a, a couple years ago, I went through and watched all of Cheers. Yeah. And uh, on one episode, I'm like, it's Kevin Conroy. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. He was one of the guest stars. That's crazy. I was like, it's Nancy Cartwright. She showed up. <laughs> it's Lisa Kudrow. She showed up. That's funny. What in the world? In in all honesty, think now that you've said it, thinking of uh, of Kevin Conroy, I can't think of another role that he was in, like voice wise, apart from Batman, because that's what I know yeah. him as. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned him being in other roles. It's like, I had no idea. 
Yeah. Because for some reason it never clicked that this is an actor <laughs> yeah. that probably did other things, but I never thought about it because that's who he was. He was you know, Batman. He was Batman. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So. And I'm sure that kept him very, very busy. Anyway, oh, yes. But. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, let's talk about some of the uh, uh, women. Um, I was just about to say that because there is a show right now that my kids are watching that Cree Summer has a voice in. And she's been around. Long time. For a long, yeah. long time. Because she does the voice of a character in Sonic Boom. Okay. Called Sticks, Sticks the Badger. Mm -hmm. And um, when I first heard that, I'm like, I know who that is. That's Elmira. That's Elmira from Tiny <laughs> Toons. But uh, yep. yeah, the, the fact that she's just she pops up, yep, everywhere as well. You know, she's she's also very well known. Yeah, her and uh, Tara Strong, E.G. Daily, E.G. Daily. Yeah. Um, That's your Powerpuff Girls, right? Yep. There. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, these. Uh, uh, I've 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 met both of them. Have you? E.G. Strong and or E.G. Strong, E.G. <laughs> Daily and Tara Strong. <laughs> Tara Daly, E.G. Strong. Yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> I hate to say this, but if any voice actor has is a has a little ego, mm. it's Tara Strong. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. She knows what she looks like, and she flaunts it. She yes. Check out her Instagram. Check yes. out you know whatever, and she's more than happy <laughs> to let you know that yes, she is an attractive yeah. woman, yeah. and you know she's not hiding it. Um, when she cosplays as Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know, she is the voice or has been the voice of Harley Quinn yeah. as well. So, yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I listen to interviews with these people all the time and they'll always talk about how they, they take ownership of certain characters. Yes. Um, so when they rebooted Powerpuff Girls and it wasn't any of the original actors, they were not happy. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> they were upset. I mean, they, and I can understand that because they've spent so much time developing the character yeah. into what everybody knows them as. I mean, similar to what they did with Ninja Turtles. It's like, everybody expects this mm -hmm. thanks to us and what we've done to it. Yes. That'd be like rebooting the Simpsons. You know, and bring in a whole new group of people. Yeah, yeah. It would be a joke. Yeah. You know? And that's how that cartoon was treated. Yeah. It's like, this, this isn't Powerpuff Girl. What is this? Yeah. And yeah. so it no longer exists. There you go. <laughs> See what happens? <laughs> um, But I guess we, we can't talk about, you know, these people that are talking about uh, Tom Kenny. Yeah. Clancy Brown yep. as SpongeBob, you know. Foggerbocky. Yep. I mean, that show has been around since 1999. <laughs> <sighs> and that's a tight knit group of people, too. Yes. It's been them from the beginning. Yes. And it's still them to this day. Yep. Um, and Tom Kenny, to be fair, he's done a lot of other things as well. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Powerpuff Girls, he was the mayor. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's SpongeBob and he knows he's SpongeBob. <laughs> and you know, I'm surprised he didn't create SpongeBob. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Maybe he is Brandon Hillenberg in another life. <laughs> Maybe that's his his uh false name. Yeah. His alias. <laughs> Cuz he uh, yeah, he has so as much to do with that show as the creator himself. Yeah. So. I mean, I've I've never been a fan. No. But uh you know, that sort of humor for me. Yeah. is obnoxious. Yeah. 
I mean, when, whenever a cartoon resorts to just making noise to try to be humorous, like irritating sound constantly, yeah. which is what SpongeBob and Patrick do. Yes. They'll come out and say something stupid like, hey, Patrick, today we're going to make this sound. Blah, 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 blah. And that's all they do. Okay, SpongeBob. <laughs> and that's all it is. Yeah. And they'll, they'll just show them doing that for like a minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And SpongeBob, that was one of the first to do that. That's really what killed all those other cartoons. Uh, SpongeBob came along, that became the tent pole, that became the bar. <sighs> yeah. And and they dropped the bar with that. <laughs> yeah. And cartoons like Animaniacs and Tiny Toons, all of a sudden they were gone. Yeah. Because those up to that point were a little more I won't say highbrow. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. But uh <laughs> you know, a little more adult oriented. They had yes actual humor yes you know jokes with punchlines you know build up i mean you know innuendo nuance all that instead of just resulting on noise yeah and volume i mean that that doesn't equal humor for me yeah yeah now, if you ask my kids that's a different situation sure <laughs> well they're watching minecraft videos on youtube uh, so and that's that's the least of the irritating things they watch on youtube yeah <laughs> But yeah, Nickelodeon, as I knew it, or as my generation knew it, died when SpongeBob showed up. Yes. Like everybody points to that. That's when it died. That's when yeah. Nickelodeon died. Yeah. With SpongeBob. And pretty much you talk about Nickelodeon now and that's all it is. Yeah. It's SpongeBob. I couldn't name me another show on Nickelodeon. And I have no idea. Fairly Odd Parents reruns. Yes. And occasionally Danny Phantom, <laughs> if you actually search it up to stream it. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Butch Hartman, that's an interesting dude, by that's, the way. Yeah, yeah, I have I have strong opinions on Butch Hartman. So do I. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, moving on. Um he's not a voice actor, so we won't get into that. But he shoehorned himself in. He wants to be to the fairly odd parents. Yeah. As he showed up as a doctor named like something Studwell because apparently he thinks that highly of himself mm -hmm. in real life. Mm -hmm. He does. And then when he has or had his little podcast and he was, you know, mentioned voices and things, he'll slip into what he thinks is a very good impression of these voices. And it's like, you just, just, yeah. just stick yeah. to behind the scenes there. Yeah. Bush. There, there. I, I, because I, I was listening to his podcast for a while until he got uber religious, and I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But he was talking to, I don't know if it was Rob Paulson or yeah. I don't know, one of them, and he's like, well, I'm not a voice actor, but you know, I, I can kind of hang with you guys. Uh, well. I'm like, okay, no, yeah. no. And I, I know what you're talking about, and and Rob, being the sweet guy that he is, you can almost see it in his face. It's almost a forced grin. He's like. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to say yes because I want to keep being employed by you. But <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you have paid my paycheck for a while. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like when your boss comes out on a production line and tries to help you by putting something together and then you just got to fix it at the end. Yep. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah. So you know, you still do it. And he walks away. You're like, oh, <sighs> dang it. <laughs> Let's fix what he just did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of uber, uber religious, his his newest cartoon, The Garden, mm, is very, yeah. very much that. Yeah. You know, unabashedly so, promoted <laughs> as such. Yeah. So. <sighs> anyway. 
I do follow him on on Instagram because he's a good artist and I yes. like to watch him draw. I do like those when somebody will say, "Can you do, you know, this in fairly odd parent style?" It's fun to watch him. Yeah, it's fun to watch him. He's a good it. artist. He is that, but that's where his talents are. That's it, Butch. Yes, it's like <laughs> stay there, stay, stay in your lane. Yes, yeah. exactly. And if I can just side note really quick, his recent remake of Wolverine. Just looks like Batman with claws. It almost looks like Dark Claw, mm-hmm. but without the yellow. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just Batman. Just <laughs> try again. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we said we weren't going to talk about it. what we did. What we did. Um, some of, some of my other uh, favorites. I don't think get a lot of recognition. Okay, are people like Phil Lamar, Jeff Bennett, Kevin Michael Richardson. These are guys again that have been working in voiceover for years james arnold taylor james arnold taylor that's another one but they don't get a lot of recognition really outside of the voiceover community right um like Corey burton yes he uh if you've been anywhere near disneyland around halloween near the haunted mansion that's Corey burton's voice yeah it's it's not paul freeze but it sounds very very similar yeah. Because I, th- I think to the untrained ear or anybody who doesn't know any better, you know, and those Paul Freeze is dead, but uh, they, they would think it's the same person. Yeah. Because that's just how, how good this guy is. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, him and D. Bradley Baker and Steve yeah. Bloom. Speaking of sound. Yeah. D. Bradley Baker is a, oh my gosh, that guy's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like those three, I, like, I, I get them mixed up a lot because they look kind of similar. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, those, those are three guys that have, have also huge IMDB credits. Like yes. they've been everywhere on every cartoon and doing all kinds of voices and yeah. Yep. I mean, any, any animated, like official Lucasfilm animated Star Wars has D Bradley Baker in it. Yeah. He's, he's the clone trooper. He's, he's the clone trooper. He's that Australian voiced yep. clone trooper doing his best. Forgot the guy's name impression. Yes. Moana's dad. Um, Tamura Morrison. Morrison. Yep. That's him. And so that's, that's D Bradley Baker. You listen to Perry, the platypus on Phineas and Ferb. That's D Bradley Baker. Yep. That's not an animal. That's a human <laughs> making those sounds yep. by the way. Yep. So, <laughs> I've seen him do it. It it's weird. It's the funniest thing. Cause he's not a big guy. He, to look at him, you think he's like a substitute English teacher, yeah. the way he looks. But he will give you these sounds and even other voice actors will be like, What he can do with yeah. his voice yeah. is insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, like we don't know how he does it. <laughs> we have no idea. Opens his mouth and out it comes. So Um uh yeah kevin michael richardson i mean he's he was the voice of shredder in the 2012 ninja turtles cartoon um basically if you need a big imposing deep voice guy it's him or fred tattashore it's one of those those two yes and they're big imposing men but (laughs) they are big guys fred is enormous (laughs) yes i I am i was amazed when i first saw that guy like that guy is huge yeah (laughs) Um, and then just, uh, uh, quickly talk about people like, um, Mike judge and Seth MacFarlane, uh, guys that not only created their shows, Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, family guy, 
but also are fairly talented voice actors as yes. well. I mean, as much as I hate Beavis and Butthead. Same. I mean, yeah. the fact that Mike Judge does both of those voices mm-hmm. and most of the neighbors and almost all the males in that show yeah. <laughs> is actually fairly impressive. Yes. And then and then his take on, you know, in office space when he's the manager of <laughs> TGI Fridays or whatever it was. Yeah. That's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, the fact that they can create it, they know what they wanted, they know mm-hmm. the voices they did, and they decided, I can do this myself. Yeah. And same with Seth MacFarlane. I mean, he is, he is family guy. Yes. Really. It's, it's interesting that he has stepped away from any sort of creation or writing on it. And he just comes in as a voice actor yeah. now. It's like now, not just a voice actor, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, he's, he's stepped so far away from the creation. It's like, I'm just going to do this. Mm-hmm. This, this is where I'm going to live. Next. And it's, it's funny. Cause I've, I've watched videos of him doing the voice and the producer will come in and, and tell him like, Oh, the accent was a little off there or, you know, you need to do whatever. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, I well, mean, I guess that's their job, but you think he would know, but okay. Like I kind of created the yeah. character. Like and... Stewie's accent was just a little off on that line. Could you do that again? <laughs> okay. And he does it the exact same. And they're like, yeah, exactly. yep, perfect. Like, okay, yeah. Great. You know, like, like any boss comes in and tell you to do something, you nod. Then just go back to doing yeah. what you're doing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let, let me ask you this really quick. Yes. Is there, is there someone, uh, not necessarily a voice actor that has stepped into a role that you just really appreciate? I mean, not in that group of voice actors, but somebody has come in and just owned it as a voice actor that has just been impressive for you. Where you're like, not only because this, you know, you see him like, like as an, as a face actor, you know, on screen mm-hmm. actor, but then to see them as voice acting, just almost up to the level of some of these, some of these guys. The first name that came to mind was Tom Hanks as Woody. Oh yeah. 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 Um, because if you can do that voice a cartoon and make me sob uncontrollably. Yes. <laughs> Like he just stepped in that role and just blew it out of the park. Yeah. I mean, you know, saying Tom Hanks is good at acting, Hmm. (laughs) but, uh, yeah, he just stepped in there and he just owned it. And I don't think he's ever done another cartoon. I don't think. I don't think so. Um, that I can think of, but yeah, I mean, he stepped in there and just, I mean, that's, I think. And maybe playing devil's advocate here, I think that's why that might be one of the reasons why a lot of these people will bring in these other names, apart from that group of voice actors, is they <clears throat> they are relying more on the acting side, but are not appreciating what these guys can bring to the table. Yes, and so instead of giving them their shot, they're like, "Well, this is a Oscar winning actor, yeah, and we need this acted well." And so maybe, but the thing is. <sighs> That doesn't always translate. Right. That That's the problem. Right. Like I watch, um, you know, when I go to Fanex and they do the Twisted Tunes panel, yes. they'll bring on special guests where like, um, uh, shoot, Lucius Malfoy uh, from Harry Potter. Yeah. What is his name? Yeah. I, I just lost it. Yeah, I me know. too. I know what you're talking about. But he, he came on. Oh, it was right there too. Oh, now it's gone. And he was just... <laughs> You could tell he's like, I I don't do voices. Jason this Isaacs. Yes, there he is. Yeah. 
this isn't my thing. I'll, <laughs> I'll try. And you hear these guys, that's what they say when these big names come in. They're just like, I'm out of my depth here, Yeah, but I'll, I'll try. I'll give it a try. You know, one of the most ridiculous sounding, speaking of Disney, voices that I ever heard where somebody brought in to, to do a role was John Travolta as Bolt. Yes. That role is garbage yes. for him, which makes that whole film garbage for me. And was it Miley Cyrus, Miley the girl? Cyrus. Yeah. Miley Cyrus and John Travolta. And yeah. it just makes the best part of that show is the rip off good feathers pigeons in new york yeah because that's what they are yeah they're the exact same colors doing the exact same accents yep. it's like is warner brothers gonna sue you for this <laughs> they should because y- you you hear him talk he's like now hold on note his face yeah 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 who is this face you know it's it's the good feathers yep and, oh my gosh that every time i watch it i'm like how'd yeah. they get away with that <laughs> and it's funny with pixar the best characters the best performances are those are like these little supporting characters yes like the little i think it was a hamster or gerbil or whatever in bolt yes he was the best part yeah and he was actually a placeholder voice yeah and then they decided let's just have him do it or know? like the 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 hr gal from monsters inc wazowski <laughs> Like that, she, she was one of the best parts of that show. Yeah. It's like, it's just so funny that it's not the big names that are really remembered. Right. It's these weird supporting characters. And for, for me, one of the best on-screen actors that can translate really well to voice acting is Richard Kind. Yes. Speaking yeah. of yeah, Disney yeah, yeah. and Pixar, we're talking, um, um, Bing Bong from Inside Out. We're talking the little minivan on mm-hmm. Cars. I mean, he just has this voice that translates so well to animation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at him, he's almost a living cartoon anyway. <laughs> yeah. And and I see him more as a comedic actor, but then when I see him on screen in a serious role, that seems off to me. It's like, you should be over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But. Same with um, uh, John Ratzenberger. Yes. Speaking of Pixar and There's Disney. Mr. Pixar right yep. there. He's in every film. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Now let's go to like the current voice actors. And right. it, it's funny that we talked, we were just talking about, you know, these on camera actors coming in. That's pretty much what it is now. Is it? Yes. Okay. Like I was hard pressed to find somebody that wasn't just a voice actor. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, you have somebody like Eric Bauza. Yeah. Who is currently the voice of Looney Tunes. Yes. But, or like Greg Sipes, um, or Caitlin, uh, Robrock, who's the voice of Minnie Mouse. Right. But other than him, you have people like Alan Tudyk, Will Friedel, Seth Green, Nick Kroll, yep. uh, Jason Manzukis, Will Arnett. Yep. Like these are guys John that Mulaney. are- John Mulaney. Yeah. Like these are guys that were on camera first, but now are, have transitioned to cartoons and creating cartoons and right. voicing cartoons. Like that's all I could find. <laughs> um, but then, uh, I also threw in Matt Stone and Trey Parker yeah. for South Park. Yes. Like it or hate it. It is a phenomenon. It is. And it, it found its audience yeah. and it has not let go. 
and those those two guys are are the reason why their their performances with all those characters are the reason why that show is so successful so what's funny is it is it in the same way that uh they did it with Mel Blank and Daffy Duck speeding things up. That's what they have to do with Trey Stone and Matt Parker. Yes. And so when you hear them, or Matt Parker and Trey Stone, um, <laughs> when you hear them like on stage performing those voices live, you're like, why didn't they get the real guys to do it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it is. at all. It is. Yeah. It's just, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and Alan Tudyk, I am, that's another one. He's, he's. He's going into the realm of what D. Bradley Baker can do. Oh yeah. As far as like animal sounds. Mm-hmm. For heaven's sake, he was hey hey the chicken yeah. in Moana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That just blows my mind. <laughs> but yeah, I mean he was King Candy. He yes. was Duke Weselton. And yeah. Duke Weaselton. <laughs> yes. Uh he was K2SO in Rogue One. Yeah. Like he's he's transitioned really well into cartoons and voice acting. Yes. Where up until that point, you'd know him as um, the pilot from Firefly yes. or, yeah. or Steve the Pirate on Dodgeball. Yes. You know? Yep. So. <laughs> um, but another guy that's really blown up is H. John Benjamin. He's the voice of Bob from Bob's Burgers. Okay. He's also Archer from Archer. Okay. Yep. You know his voice. I do. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, and the reason I, yeah, for me, that name is unfamiliar because those are shows I don't watch. Right. <laughs> I think Bob's Burgers is really funny. I've never watched Archer, right. but I think Bob's Burgers is kind of funny. Right. And, and for, for both of them, for me, it's just, I can't get past the style. Right. The animation style yeah. for me. I mean, they're both extreme opposites on the end, but for Archer, it looks like it's just kind of a cut and paste job mm-hmm. for me, which is obnoxious. And then Bob's Burgers, it's it's along the same lines as like a you know sixth grader. They look out. like Muppets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now that you say it, yeah, yeah they have the Muppet mouth. Yeah, and yeah. You know, they have the two big eyes, Muppets. the Muppet mouth. They look yeah. like Muppets. It's like if you tried to draw, uh, here here's what they're actually called: a whatnot. Mm, there you go. <laughs> the background Muppets are actually called whatnots. So if you if you try to draw their mouth, draw a puppet mouth. Mm-hmm. that's exactly what it looks like. I never thought about it until you said it. Yeah. But yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. Yep. I even went to the theater and watched the Bob Burgers movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was the only one in the theater. But... <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Will Friedle, He's He's one of the only ones that has successfully transitioned from on camera into voice acting. And that's what he does now full time. Yeah. Um, because he said that he can't do on camera because he has really bad anxiety and he just can't do it anymore. Ah. But I mean, he's come in and he's, he's been embraced by that community. Uh, he loves animation. He loves, um, voice actors. Um, you know, he was trained by essentially Kevin Conroy when he came in and did Batman beyond. Uh, so he has a huge respect for that business and he loves it. Yeah. Um, uh, Seth Green, I mean, he's he's another creator. <laughs> Says I'm going to create my own show. I'm going to do the voices. Do the voices. He stepped in as Leonardo in the 2012. He did because Jason Biggs is <sighs> an idiot <laughs> <laughs> um, who doesn't realize that kids watch the show and they want to find who it is. And yeah, yeah. 
I'm actually just just quick side note. I was so impressed with with that group in 2012. Oh yeah, just it's amazing who they are. I mean, like you said, you got Seth Green, you got Sean Astin, mm-hmm. and um, Rob Paulson, Rob Paulson, and Greg Sipes. There you go, Greg Sipes. Greg Sipes is your go-to, you know, kind of a surfer, mm-hmm. California teen surfer. Teen. Yeah, he's got that high voice because yep. he's also Beast Boy. You'll and... find him at Beast Boy and yep. all the Teen Titans. Yep, it's him. So, and he looks the role. That's just who he is. That's who he. That's basically his voice too. Because yeah. I've met him too, and he's just. He's like a modern day hippie. Is yeah, what he is. I'm pretty sure he was high. Oh yeah. At when I was talking to him, because he started spouting stuff that made no sense. <laughs> I'm sure he's high a lot. And he was holding a dog, a tiny little dog, and he started going off on animals and stuff. I'm just like, okay, thanks, Greg. Cool. It's like, Neat. I'm gonna walk away, and you stay there. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um. It's just, it's, it's, it's just interesting that right now, I mean, that's just kind of the culture of cartoons. You have big names, big on camera names, and they've, you know, to create their own stuff because there's such a huge market to be able to create, they're creating their own cartoons and voicing these characters and, you know, it's, and all these journeyman voice actors as Rob Paulson calls them. They're not, they're not getting the work because you have someone like Nick Kroll who will just bring on all his friends, all his buddies, all his stand up guys oh, yeah. and comedy guys. Yep. And all these other guys are just being left, you know, yeah. to the sidelines. And that's unfortunate. It is. Because you are missing out on so much talent. Yeah. Just, it, it's, it's almost where they've shut off the tap where it's going to become untapped now. Yeah. And somebody... Hopefully at one point we'll realize, hey, these are good guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. Let's pre- <laughs> because hopefully they just don't yeah. fade away. If I had my way, that's what I would do. Yeah. If I had the ability to create my own cartoon series, I would populate it with those guys. Oh yeah. And only those guys. And just just think of the community that would rally around it. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, we're not the only ones. Go to any convention when these guys have panels or they're they're out there in their booths. They got lines. Oh, they yeah. Got people wanting to meet them. They got, oh my gosh. Yeah, yes. the Twisted Tunes panel is standing room only. Oh, yeah. Every single time. Yep. And a lot of that is thanks to Jess Harnell. He's a very charismatic well, individual. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go to see his hair. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here is Ozzy Osbourne impression. That's the other one. <laughs> yeah yeah he'll have his staples that he does and ozzy osbourne christopher walken yep yeah yep <laughs> yep um and then plug rock sugar by the way yep plug rock sugar <laughs> which i've tried to listen to and like mm. i can't do it yeah. i can't do it it's like just just stick to the voices <laughs> <laughs> he, he his voice isn't bad but it is a voice that i can't listen to consistently singing yeah you know. I just, I just hear Jess Harnell. Like I, yes, that's all I hear. Yeah. And I, I can't take it seriously. No, <laughs> which to be fair, it shouldn't be taken seriously. No, it's, it's not supposed to. No, it, it's, it's mashup. It's, it's, a, you know, it, along the vein of like weird Alec type stuff, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, let's take the words from this song, but add it to the tune of this song. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. So. <laughs> yeah. 
He does it well, but it's just I can't listen to it. Yeah. I wonder when Rock Sugar and Chris Jericho's band Fozzie are going to tour together. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be a show. I've tried to listen to that, too. It's like, oh, yeah. nope. No, no. All I hear is Chris Jericho. That's it. <laughs> <sighs> but um, yeah, there you go. That's 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 all I had with this one. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. There, uh, like I said, there there are so many people that once you hear that voice, you just pick it out. Yeah, you pick it out immediately. Yeah, and that's the kind of respect that I think needs to be much more prevalent in that community, and and. It's it's sad that I'm not exactly sure how that's gonna work itself out. Yeah, you know, and hopefully it's not you know past the turning point. For yeah, that. So. yeah. You need you need um, people of our generations that are creating cartoons that remember these guys and um, cast them in these roles. Yeah. Cause that's why Rob Paulson got cast as Donatello in the 2012 because the creators were like guys, my age yeah. that remember him. Um, and are like, let's get him in here mm-hmm. and have him do a voice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's just unfortunate that, that still to this day, the, the voiceover community and voice acting community, they're, they're, they're not taking, taken as seriously as the on-camera actors yeah. i mean it's 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 almost like animation is still looked down on which is ridiculous because some of the most successful films are animated yeah some of the most successful tv is animated like you said you're talking 35 years of the simpsons yeah it's like how can you not look at this and think now what is what can we attribute this to yeah number one it's the writing if that's your kind of humor and number two it's the actors behind it. It's the performances. That are performing this. Yes. That is so memorable. The stuff that you can go out and quote, and people know exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but they don't know who said it initially. And yes. that's the big crime right there. I would I would go on a limb, and I would bet you that if you found a casual Simpsons watcher, maybe not even casual, maybe yeah. a hardcore Simpsons watcher, has watched every episode, say, okay, who are the voices? Yeah. And see how many they can actually say because they're in the credits every single time. Yep. As soon as it ends, boom, there are their names. Yep. And I would almost bet that so many people would say, oh, I'm not really sure. I don't know. <laughs> they just don't pay attention. They don't. And that's, that's unfortunate. It, it really is. Yeah. Cause that is the talent. That's the driving force. They weren't like us and recording cartoons on VHS and pausing when the voices came up. That's right. <laughs> to read who they are. That's right. We, we might be an oddity in that respect. We might be. <laughs> in many respects, but that's, that's definitely one of yeah. them. So. <laughs> and the other, and really quick, the other thing that bugs me is I'll hear you know, these big name actors talking about going in and doing voices for animation. Like, Oh, it's great. You can roll in, you know, in, in your pajamas and you, you barely have to work. I'm like, well, then you're not doing it right. You're not doing it. You, it needs to be taken as serious as like an yeah. on-screen performance or people aren't going to buy into it. Yeah. Like we said, think of how memorable Kevin Bacon was as Balto. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's exactly. Like, it wasn't. <laughs> You yeah, know, if you if you said so forgettable, has Kevin Bacon ever done a voice for a cartoon? 
Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was. You ever see Balto? Oh, yeah. I like Balto. I remember that as a kid. That was great. That was Kevin Bacon. Was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> Kevin Bacon, he's just doing a Kevin Bacon performance because that's yeah. all he knows how to do. Yeah. But you get all these people that I've just named off. Yeah. They can uh, do performances in in a different styles and characters. Like um, Homer Simpson is going to have a different performance being serious than, say, Krusty the Clown is. Yes. Even though it's the same guy. Yeah. Like that's 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 just a talent that you either have it or you don't. I'll tell you who doesn't. That actually, that's one of the more forgettable and obnoxious roles was Jim Parsons from the Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. as that stupid little alien in that movie Home. Yes. So yes. forgettable. Yes. And I think the girl was Rihanna. Rihanna. Probably. Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, that's an entire, the only thing that made it was Steve Martin mm-hmm. as like the main you know, alien, yeah, right, but right. he's actually doing a character. Right. But still it's like, that would have been so much more successful. Had you number one, marketed it better. Number yeah. two, not try to cash in on the big bang theory of success by saying, Hey, look, now it's Jim Parsons. Yeah. You know, so that, that role is, it's him being Sheldon, but talking backwards. Yep. And that's all it is. Yep. It's a garbage role. <laughs> it's a throwaway role. Yeah. It's Agreed. a Kleenex roll. Agreed. It was used once, thrown away. <laughs> Kleenex roll. I like that. <laughs> like the the Madagascar films. Yeah. Same thing. Let's get let's get Ben Stiller and Chris Rock and David Schwimmer and Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. And let's have them be animals. Isn't that funny? And you know the, and this speaks volumes. The most popular characters from that franchise, the penguins, the penguins, and they're yep. not the big names. Nope. <laughs> and that's what people remember. Yep. And that's who got the spinoff. Yep. That's those are actually the funny, the funny roles. They're the memorable roles. Mm-hmm. I love Penguins Matter. That movie for me is hilarious. It's very funny. And and to be fair, I love John Malkovich in it. I mean, he's not a voice actor. <laughs> he's doing just John Malkovich. Yeah. But it is funny. Yeah. That is a good one. Yes. But like you said, it's like you had all these big names. Forgettable. Let's bring in the second, like you were saying earlier, it's the secondary characters mm-hmm. and they're often voiced by these guys. Yes. That's where the memorable yeah. roles come from. They're the funniest parts. That's right. Because they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> God. <laughs> Start a petition. Exactly. Start a petition. So all I, that's why I've been waving the banner of voice actors for 20, 25 years now. That's it. Because they just don't get the respect they deserve. Yep. Oh, really quick. An, another good who actually translated really well into voice acting. And he just did his role and then moved on. But I was very impressed with it was David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. In, in the DuckTales reboot. Yeah. I think it was fantastic. I mean, and he was doing a character. He just took his, his own Scottish accent. Mm-hmm. And just ramped it up. He didn't try to do what uh, Wilbur from Mr. Ed was doing. I just forgot his name. But uh, <laughs> I don't what, remember. What's his name? Alan. It's Alan somebody. Anyway, but he made it his own role and it's very memorable. It's good. And it was very enjoyable. Yeah. So going back to the 2012 TMNT cartoon, funny how everything goes, keep going back <laughs> to that. 
but David Tennant, he was Fugitoid in there. There you go. And they they said, you know, when he came in, they're like, you know, why why you take this role? He's like, are you kidding? It's Ninja Turtles. That's why. <laughs> I want to be part of it. And, and I, I swear, he almost said something very similar when it came to DuckTales. Yeah. It's like, this is DuckTales. It's Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Seriously. That's why Ben Schwartz did one of the nephews. Who mm-hmm. knew, I can't remember entirely, but, you know, he came in too. Yeah. You know, he did it. You know, and I think he's really owned the Sonic role as well, by the way. Yeah, his he's, Sonic is good. It's pretty good. So. <sighs> All right. There we go. See, I can talk just as long about voiceovers as I can about the Beatles. Nice. <laughs> We've almost reached the exact same length. All right. But I think that's going to that's gonna wrap it up. Um, thanks for listening. If you did, remember to like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast around. Give us a review. Review the podcast. Please do. Um, and make sure to listen to us next week. But until then, um, nope, that's not how I end it. That's the other podcast. You you could end it that way if you want. I could. <laughs> Until it rambled on. We, oh, no, we could get sued by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> but tune in next week there to hear go. the brothers ramble about another topic. See ya. See ya.